of his self-titled book, chapter 3. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. He and all the children of Israel and lodged there before they crossed over. They're leaving the wilderness. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, When you seek the, see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priest, the Levites, bearing it. Then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Watch now. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. That's about three football fields length. But do not come near it that ye may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. I preach today, not by might. Amen. I thank you for your word. I pray that you would add a blessing to your already anointed word and to the people who hear it, that they may receive it. In Jesus' name. And all the people said amen. Just before you're seated, just turn to someone close by. Tell them that you love them. invite you to the foothill of Mount Sinai. Put away your weak and the things you can see with your natural eyes if you can. We need to see the moment when the chaos will finally subside. Moses went up that mountain to meet with God, he was there for 40 days. It was as a matter of a few weeks when many of the Israelites questioned his leadership, reverted back to the vile practices they had seen all those years prior. Moses had already come down the mountain carrying the law, but now the fragments of that broken law lay still in their given place. He will soon have to work on another set. Then as the slaughter of those idol-worshipping people will come to an end, there is a heaviness that rests in the air. It is a mess. All of the wonders that had been wrought before their eyes had now amounted to very little. God brought the people out of Egypt, but Egypt was very close to them. It was still a part of them. 
too long in the wrong place can stain the heart of any people. Too long in the wrong way of thinking can lead you to a bondage more binding than chains. God now addresses the matter at hand. All that they had seen and felt anew of their deliverance seemed wasted in the absence of Moses and it stirred the fury of the holy God to wrath. All he had done before them, all the anointed power and authority seen through the hand of Moses, they squandered their freedom in a matter of days. 490 years broken in a single night, only to be rebound in a single day. That's how fast it can happen to any one of us, set free and then made captive again. You should never forget what I'm saying today. You are never safe from your flesh. Don't ever think you're safe from your flesh. He is a fool who trusts in himself. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Think of that. In those hours of judgment, a major shift will take place. Lines are drawn. The priesthood is established. And God turns to Moses and he said, and I quote, Go up to the land flowing with milk and honey, but I will not go with you. Because you are a stiff-necked people and I will destroy you. I, I might just destroy you on the way. Moses is standing inside the tabernacle of meeting when he hears those words. and It's disconcerting to this leader to think that God would send them along but not go. And then there beside Moses is a very young Joshua, the servant of Moses. And Moses is going to leave that tent and will go back into the camp to address the people. But the Bible says that Joshua lingered in the tent. I'll quote it for you. But his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. It was an imprint of immeasurable proportions. Moses, the presence, the most high God, the voice, the law, his holiness, all of it. Like a searing hot metal on a tender palm. The imprint was stamped into the heart of Joshua and he would never forget it. God was not done with his pronouncements to Moses. God said, I will send you ahead. But Moses was not about to move ahead without the presence of God. They had come too far. There had been too much trouble. He was not going to risk it to take another step without the presence And Moses replied in verse 15, he said, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. We're not going anywhere without you. God told him, I'm not going. I'll send you it because if I go, I might just destroy the stiff-necked people. But Moses would not hear it. Moses said, oh no, Lord. If you're not going, I'm not going. You lead. You can lead by the pillar, whatever pillar you want to choose. It can be a cloud. It can be a fire. It can be a pillar of fire. You can lead by rain or wind or signs. But you got to lead because if you don't go, we cannot go. Here's what Moses said. And we need to hear this today, church. If there was ever a word that we've got to hear, we need to hear it right here. Verse 15. Then Moses said to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Here it is. How will anyone know? How will they know if you're not with us? 
How are they going to know you approve of us? You're with us unless you're, unless you're with your people. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people in the face of the earth? Here's another version. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us so we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth? What separates us from all the rest of the people? What is it that makes us different from every other person, every other idea, all the other philosophical points of view? If you're not leading, Lord, how will anybody know? And who is there taking all that in? It's not just Moses, but Joshua, the servant of Moses, the young man. He is carrying the necessary items. He's doing the trivial things for Moses. He's tagging along. He's up and down the mountain with Moses. He may not have gone all the way up. He may have only gone about halfway, but he's not down below. He does not speak in the tent of meeting, but he lingers on perhaps just to feel the afterglow, the after effect of the Shekinah glory of that omnipotent God. Moses goes about his business, but Joshua just has to soak it in. He's hearing the reply of his leader, Moses, but it's more than that. Joshua is learning the necessity of following the movement of the Spirit. Here's a lesson learned. Don't do anything without God. Don't go anywhere without his presence. If God says he won't go, then you just sit down and you wait until he changes his mind or he decides he's going to move. But never ever move without the presence of the Most High God leading the way. Even if you have to reply, I'm not going without you, then say it. Plead with God if you must, but do not forge ahead as if you know you, as if you think you know the way. And do not think that you are sufficient without Him because I promise you, no one is sufficient without the Lord. And I don't care about your tenure. I don't care about your denomination. I don't care how long you be in the church or how enlightened you think you are. You're no good without God. And especially if you've never been that way before. He might make you wait just to prove you. He might make you wait so that you can rest. He might have you wait because he's allowing you to grow in wisdom. But if he doesn't move, you don't move. But never get ahead of him or outthink him or believe that you can do it on your own. We're privileged in this church to have great leaders, from the elders to the board members to the directors. That if, that if we all think we should do something, but God is putting a little check in our spirit, we'll just wait. We're privileged because we can have a church service with the design of the flow and the songs. But if the spirit moves, we're just going to wait. There have been many times we didn't even get to the offering. Because we didn't have, we, didn't, we could not get up from where we were. We just had to fall on our face and praise God. There are times we didn't even get to the singing because I just had to get up and preach. There have been times we didn't get to the preaching because we just had to worship. Whatever God does, that's what we do. Listen. I'm a little concerned about denominational impact. Do not think that the spirit 
bends itself towards a denomination. He is not a denominational God. When somebody asks you what kind of church this is, you don't tell them it's a denomination. You said it's a spirit-led church because if we're not spirit-led, it don't matter what we call ourselves. I've been in a lot of Pentecostal churches and they got no spirit, but they got a name. I've been in a lot of apostolic churches. They've, they've got the name, they got the function, they got the formality, but no one has ever stepped out and no one ever followed the Lord. I'll tell you right now, it don't matter what you call yourself. You gotta be spirit led. We've gotta follow the spirit. Joshua learned a lesson that day that's going to last for years to come because when Moses dies and the 40 years of wandering in the wilderness finally comes to an end, Joshua has the task of leading the people across the Jordan into the promised land. It was one of the most profound geographical transitions in all of the Bible. They were stepping into a new territory that none of them understood and no one knew. No one had been that way before. I feel that's where we are right now in this house at this moment in time. We have never, ever been this way before. If you're waiting for things to get back to normal, you'll, you can wait all your life. They're never going back to normal. They are never going back to normal. Let me just tell the young people and the children, just in case you don't know. When Noah got in an ark and he... And he experienced a 40-day flood and it destroyed the world. God said, I'm going to give a sign in the sky. And the sign's going to be that I will no longer destroy the earth. And it'll be a covenant. And the sign's going to be a rainbow. God gave the rainbow of mercy. But it has been stolen and people don't even know that was connected to God and Noah. The rainbow belongs to God. It's never going back. It's never going back. You might as well get out of your little cocoon and waiting for it all to be over. It's never going back. You better stand strong. You better follow the We've got to follow the spirit of the most high God. We cannot move without the Spirit of the Lord directing us and guiding us and leading us. I feel okay. How you doing? So when they were about to cross over, Joshua got with all the people and said, okay, all the captains and leaders, you got to go throughout all this group and you got to tell them when you see the ark of the covenant and the priests start to move out follow it but give it some time keep a distance about a thousand yards between you and it that way you can figure out where it's going don't go near it which is taken to say do not get so close that you cannot measure its movements the old scholars denote that the size or numerical value of the people dictated the distance between them and the Ark of the Covenant. 
If the ark moved in a different direction, they needed time to adjust themselves. So you just let it have some room so that if it shifts, you can safely adjust your walk, your gait, your turn. In, 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 the, in the precise translation, Joshua would have said, give the ark space. Give God room. Because he's not going to adjust to you. Oh my. Uh, I think I'm about to hurt someone's feelings. God is not looking to you to see what he should do next. But you're so full of yourself, you think God's waiting on you to decide what he's going to do. He's not waiting on you to give him praise. He'll find praise somewhere else. He ain't waiting on you to finally give up your offerings. He'll find an offering somewhere else. He's not waiting on you to serve him. He'll find somebody to serve him. Uh, His presence is not making choices based upon what you think he should be doing. If you're going to follow him, you're going to have to give him room to move. And herein lies the spirit of religiosity. It is the human spirit of negotiation with the Holy Spirit about the direction of our lives and about his will. You see, when people get ahead of God, it only shows that they are heady and high-minded and impatient and right in their own eyes. The human flaw is often found in thinking that God has a suggestion box and that he's waiting for us to offer our opinions. Oh my, you don't want me. I feel a fire burning in my, in my belly today. I've got to be after the spirit. We've got to have Holy Ghost led leaders, spirit led worship, presence led church, Holy Spirit led lives. The spirit of compromise is not a demonic spirit. It's not the devil that makes people compromise. That's the flesh. It's a person, man or woman. They do something and then they ask God to bless what they've done. That's Abraham who went ahead of God and had a baby by Hagar. Can I just say it again? No relation to Sammy. Never mind. Had a baby by Hagar, and his name was Ishmael, and then he finally had Isaac. And God's blessing Isaac, giving him the birthright, and Abraham goes to God and pleads and says, Would you please include Ishmael? Oh no, no, I'm not going to. That's what you did, that's the son of the bondwoman. That's when you got ahead of me and thought 25 years was long enough or 20 or 18 or 15 years was long enough and you decided to take matters in your own hands. So this is what we're doing. We're doing things and then saying, God, we want you to bless what we've done. We've got a lot of Ishmael issues going on around here. I'll tell you what, we're, got, we're going to do something. God, I'm, I'm going to commit this to you. He never issued, he never told you to do that in the first place. There's bumper stickers. I try not to read them. I really do. I try not to read them. There's some weird things going on out there. 
I was really thankful, though, the other day I was driving behind a, a Toyota Prius with a bunch of bumper stickers that said coexist. But the lady had road rage and she was yelling at somebody, cut her off. Oh, the irony. Here's another bumper, real popular, it says, God is my co-pilot. <laughs> really? That ain't the God that I serve. The God that I serve never sat in the second seat. <laughs> and just so you know, the Lord is not on a spiritual journey. He's not on a spiritual journey. I am. He's not. He's the Alpha, and he's already been at the end because he's standing there too. He's not walking through time. That's what I'm doing. He's over all time. He holds time in his hands. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. He's which was, which is, and which is to come already. Let me just say this to you because you need to know. Walls do not come down when you are in lead. Walls don't come down by the voices of good men and good women who have a lot of experience. Walls fall when the Spirit leads you and you have authority by virtue of His leading. When you are led by the Spirit, something changes in your life. Here's Paul, for as many are as, at, are, for as, many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You are only a son of God if you are led by the Spirit of God. Listen, I, I know what's happening. In, 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 and I'll, I'll say this loosely in my profession. I know what's happening. It's good motivational stories. I, I, I'm, I'm not into that. I have to have the scripture and the Lord. This ain't chicken soup for the soul. I got to have Holy Ghost experience. I got to have power. I got to have authority. Because the world is closing in and the darkness is riding. And you've got to have the Holy Ghost inside of you. Hear me. If you're not led by the Spirit, you really don't know where you're going. And you can think I'm doing a good thing and be out of the will of God. Paul fulfilled the revival in Macedonia because he was following the Spirit. But he didn't want to go to Macedonia. He wanted to go to Phrygia. The Bible says that he essayed or desired or planned to go to Bith Bithynia. But, and I quote, but the Spirit suffered him not. And forbade him to go there. So you ain't going there. And you're not going there. I'll tell you where you're going. You're going over here. And Paul had enough distance between him and the spirit. So that the spirit could lead him. And some of that distance is called attitude. It's not always three paces or a thousand paces. It's attitude. I got a disposition. I'm not in charge. You're in charge. This is not my church. This is God's church. This is not my people. This is the Lord's people. This is not my house. It's God's house. This is not my body. It's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Mm. I wonder how many people have been offended because the Lord forbid you to do something you thought was spiritual. You ready to write something down? This is good. Nothing is spiritual if it's not led by the Spirit. Capiche? What's the matter with you? Nothing 
is spiritual if it's not led by the spirit. If it's led by committee, it's not spiritual. If it has spiritual overtones and it looks good, sounds good, and it's not led by the spirit, it's not spiritual. It's you. And you can confuse you and the spirit every day of the week if you're not, if you're not following far enough behind to figure out what he's doing. Watch this. If you really want to know where we came from in the last hundred years, let me just tell you about William Seymour. Who had an explosive, massive Holy Ghost revival on Azusa Street in California. In the very early 1900s. And if you've read the book, the stories they told you, you'll understand how they followed the Spirit. The miracles that came out of Azusa Street came because William Seymour, the pastor, did not get ahead of the Holy Ghost. His pulpit wasn't this fancy. It was a old planked wooden crate that he set on end. It was just a, a crate, and they put it on end. And before he preached, while the music was going on, prayer, he'd bend down and stick his head inside the crate. How about that? I wonder how many people would wait if I put my head inside this pulpit here. We like flow. We're accustomed to quick things. Now it's time for advertisement. Let's get back to the show. And Seymour would stick his head in that crate until he felt the Holy Ghost speak to him about what he was to do. And when he was done, there was no time frame. When he was done, he'd lift his head out of that old crate and use it as a pulpit and he'd start preaching. And the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, speaking other tongues, overflowed. There were miracles. There were wonders. There were signs. They did not have dentistry. There was a young 14-year-old girl that would walk around and people would come in and their teeth were rotten out. She would stick her finger inside of their mouth and teeth would grow back and the infections would leave. One of the young men, they would call him brother. He was only 13. He prayed for people. There was an arm that grew out of a sleeve because they didn't have proper medication. They brought people on, on crates and all kinds of all kinds of beds and they were afflicted and had to line them up outside the street and the young people that church was mostly full of young people and they went out and laid hands on them and there was a powerful holy ghost revival and every pentecostal every pentecostal thought denomination church all reached back to azusa street because they had power at azusa street why did they have power ladies and gentlemen because they were following the spirit and when I look at a bookstore and I see 52 sermons prepared for the preacher that they don't have to study or pray over, I know we've left the Spirit. And unless God tells me what I'm going to preach next month, I have no idea. He doesn't give me what I'm preaching in September. Uh oh. Now, Christmas time. I got it. I got Christmas time. There's a baby in a manger, but man, I'm trying to get away from baby in the manger. I'll put him in the manger, but that's not why he came. He didn't come just to be in a manger, swatting close. That's a human sacrifice. That's God manifesting the flesh, justifying the spirit. He's going to be crucified on a cross. I'll tell you what happened on Easter. He was in a tomb. I'll tell you why he came out of the tomb. He came out so that you could get out of your tomb and you could be set free in your life. It's a little thematic, but you got to hear it. 
I want to be led of the Spirit. I want the Spirit to lead me. I want the Spirit to show me. And I was, I, I was, I was in town this day, a couple of days ago, and I was talking to somebody. I, I went up to one man, and he, he, he recognized me. He said, oh, pastor, i got to tell you about my life. I said, oh, tell me. And I, I didn't recognize, I, I recognized his face, but didn't know his name. And, and he came and talked to me and said, I just want you to know, seven years and four months. Tell me what that is, seven years and four months. Then I remembered. He said, I'll never forget the day. I've been clean seven years and four months. He started crying. I thought, oh God. And I put my hand on him and said, I know the Lord is going to lead you. I know the Lord is going to bless you. People walking around, we got to be led. The spirit, you do not know. You're looking at people. They look like they got their act together. They do not have their lives together. They need the Holy Ghost. Instead of moving and walking by fear, you are powerful. You are sons and daughters of the Most High God. It's incumbent upon you to be led of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit. Let me tell you how Zerubbabel built the temple. He didn't build it just because he had builders. He didn't build it because he had money. He didn't build it because he had an ordinance and a decree. He did not do it that way. That's why Haggai and that's why Zechariah came and said, It's not by might, it's not by power, but it is by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. If the temple's going to be built, it's going to be by the spirit of the Holy Ghost. I don't want to get professional. I don't want us to get professional. This is not a commercialized church. If you need to be set free, you can be set free right now. If you got an addiction, you can be set free right now. If you're bound in fear, the Lord gave us authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. You can be set free right now. It's what I feel that happened in Acts chapter 10. When Peter went over to the house of Cornelius, he started to preach to the whole house. And the Bible says, while he yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell. One of our problems is we're waiting for the sermon to get over before we move in the Holy Ghost. They did not let Peter finish his sermon. They just reached out and said, we'll take the Holy Ghost now. Pardon me if this is a little sharp. Are your clothes too nice? You don't sweat in them? Do you feel too comfortable? Are you afraid that somebody might think you're a little strange? (laughs) I don't know if it's the right translation, but you are peculiar people. (laughs) Why don't you act like it? No, you ain't act like peculiar. You act like you're... It's been a long time since some of you have been peculiar. You've been waiting to blend in. You don't want anyone to see what's going on in your life. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why you still have walls up and all those issues. Because you've been blended in so long, not led by the Spirit. You won't get out of your comfort zone for nobody. I would just say right now, you need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to say, I want to be led by the Spirit. doesn't matter what anybody thinks about me. 
Pharisees hated Jesus for this reason. They didn't accept his teaching. His word was poison to their ego and their livelihood. The incarnate God stood before them and he said, Search the scripture for in them you think you have life and they are they which testify of me. They gave him no room. They didn't follow him or offer him space. Jesus said it like this. I know who you are. I know that you're descendants of Abraham, but that's just lineage. You are blood related, but you're not spirit related. Watch it. Jesus said, here, I'll quote it for you. I know that you're Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. My word don't have a room to even rest in your lives and your hearts. And the Pharisees, they pushed him away. And he's speaking eternal words. But there's no room. You see, I believe that the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the age both need room to operate. In fact, both the devil and the deceiver, the father of lies, and the Lord needs room The devil needs room to plant seeds of doubt and fear in your mind. If there's no room, he can't plant the seed. God cannot do his work if you're not following him. And the devil can't do his work if you give him no room. That's why Paul wrote Ephesians 4.27. Neither, neither give place to the devil. He needs place. He needs room. Give no foothold. Make no room for him to develop some stronghold or deception in your mind. You know why you're struggling? You gave the devil a lot of room. You gave God no room. You gave God no space. And it leads me to the working of the Holy Spirit, the presence, the Holy Ghost. He can only move in his word if he has proper space to perform his work in your life. Got no time for God? You'll not hear anything from God. You got to give him room. Before you make any decision, I used to say big decisions. I think it should be any decision. Lord, do you think we should be doing that? Think I should be buying that? I don't know. Maybe, maybe before you go out and buy that thing, maybe you should just say, Lord, do you think this is a good purchase? Wait a second. I've, I've had those phone calls. I don't know. Have you had the phone calls? You know, if you'll buy right now, we're going to, listen, if you'll, if you'll do it right now, we have a limited time. We're giving you a whole set of Samsonite luggage. I said, right now, right now, we've got to make your decision right now. I said, can I call you back? No. I said, well, if you give me your home number, I'll call you back tomorrow. Well, we don't do that. I said, well, how did you get my home number? So I just cut the line. Anybody who says you got to do it right now, got to do it right now, you should just pause and wait because that's logical to your your mind. I got a text on my phone that my unemployment was about to run out. (laughs) Hurry, fill out this form. I got a text yesterday. I, I said, I've been missing this all this time. That was a scam. And some dummy's probably pushing that button and they got all their information now from their phone. They ain't giving you anything. They're taking something from you. You know why? Because you didn't wait. You didn't think about it. And that's why the devil steals everything from your life and the world is ripping everything from your life because you didn't give God space and room to operate. 
Is it okay for me to preach the word? I gotta have the spirit. I gotta have the Holy Ghost. Stand back. Stand back. Let Jesus do his work. Give the Lord room to operate in your life and he'll do wonders and miracles and power. I'm going to tell you right now, you've never been this way before. There is no history. There is no history that can prepare us for what we're into right now. Because we've never lived in the last days before. But you're living in them right now. You're living all those last days right now. That's right. So I'll tell you what we ought to do. We ought to pray that the Lord would lead us every step of the way. You ought to pray that God would lead your life every step of the way. Before you get involved in any nonsense in the world, you ought to pray, God, lead me every step of the way. Before you develop a relationship with somebody, you ought to pray, Lord, lead me in that relationship. Before you make a business deal, you ought to pray, God, help me understand whether or not this is right or not. Before you decide what you're going to do or what you're not going to do, you ought to pray, let the Spirit give, give the Spirit room oh, man. I struggle with it a little bit because I've got a pragmatic side <laughs> I struggle with it a little bit because I think through things but my analytical mind is no match for the Holy Spirit inside of me and even when I don't understand it in my brain if the Spirit is leading, it doesn't matter what I understand or don't understand. Uh-oh. I don't need to understand it. All I need to do is follow it. Oh. And I know people on this day, and they'll say, if you'll just explain it to me. Yeah, but some things I can't explain to you because it's a moving of the Holy Ghost. All I know is that there's a holy power of God and I, I can't really explain it all to you. Sometimes I can do my best, but I, even at my very best, an explanation, exhortation, I cannot really get to the heart of the matter because this is a spirit church. It's a Holy Ghost church. And that's what your life is. So I'll tell you right now. Let's be, we've got to be led of the Spirit. This house has got to be led of the Spirit. Do you know how many people are suffering because they've tried to think through God and they can't think through Him? And when you start using your brain like that, then you question God, why would God allow a complex in Miami to fall in the middle of the night? And then your brain will start to question God and His motives. And then you'll question and consider his goodness because you cannot figure out why people die that are good folks and why people are lost or people are suffering. And you consider the goodness of God and the innocence of a victim because you're not led by the Spirit. But when you're led by the Spirit, you're going to understand, understand things of the Spirit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hmm. We, we grew up uh, in a little church in Missouri, that little country town. I was recalling that country town outside of St. Louis. There was a four-way stop that had a red blinking light, 
most of my life. It, I remember the day when they put up a light that had the green and the yellow and the red. It was a marvelous day. Mom and dad had the church preaching. I'm not sure what Dana was doing. I know I had a drum set. I was banging on the drums. My grandmother bought me a cymbal for $60. Didn't have a cymbal until she bought me a cymbal. Finally, I got a hi-hat and a cymbal. It was more things to hit. <laughs> it was good. Later on, I found an old set of roto-toms. If you, anyone knows those are just more things to hit. Scotty was on the organ and mom was on the piano and dad was singing, leading and shouting. That's back in the days when we had tambourines and shakers. Remember a shaker? You didn't even have to have a rhythm to have a shaker. We have shakers now. They're on the computer. We program the shakers and the tambourines. And they're wonderful. We'd start off with church and mom would sing. She'd start songs from the piano. Sometimes she would make up songs. Right while she was playing. They did not always rhyme. She'd try to sing them the next week. <laughs> She'd have to change a couple words. Somebody got up and preached. She got up to the piano and started singing, don't stop now, just keep living for the Lord. Don't stop now, just remember what you've heard. I can't remember the next line. We know that was not a song written by somebody else. We knew mom was making it up as she goes. But we sang don't stop now for years to come. I don't know if the third and the fourth line was the same, but the first two lines, we had them down well. We just waited for her to lead us to the second, third and fourth line. We were about to take the offering one day and Brother Terry, our youth minister, was praying. He started to pray because the guys were down in front. He had his wallet in one hand, the offering pan the other. He started to pray for the offering. The Holy Ghost hit him, dropped his whole wallet in the offering. We never gave it back. And the Holy Ghost came. He sunk to his knees and started speaking in other tongues. The power of God hit that place and people laid on the floor for the next hour speaking in tongues. I'm happy for the program, but I'd like to get back to something that we cannot figure out or put on paper. It can't even come from me. It's got to come from God. And it's got to come from the heart of the people. Do we want to have the spirit of the Lord in this house? Hear me. Before you cross over in anything. Before you make a transition. Before you decide that you're going to go one place or another place. You figure this out. Wherever God is, i got to follow the presence and the spirit of the most high God. You can take the 
whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take professional Pentecostalism, but give me the apostolic faith. Give me spirit-led church. Help me. I gotta have the Holy Ghost. I gotta have the presence. I gotta have the Shekinah glory. Just stand with me for a second. I'm almost done. Listen, I don't I don't know about Sunday nights yet. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? We'll have another couple. Who knows? Please don't wait for Sunday night to have the Sunday night expectation. We used to come in and sing, I've been saved all day and I'm glad. I don't know if everybody was telling the truth, but we sang the song. Don't wait for Sunday night before you get your praise on, your presence on. I think some people are just waiting for Sunday night so they can have a great move of God. God can move on Monday night, on Tuesday morning. He can move on Sunday morning. He can move on Wednesday afternoon. He's not bound by Sunday night. And I say this in a very cautious way, I suppose. I won't dissect it, but the only way God's bound is if his people are bound. And they bind him. And you bind him because you're not, you're not following him. You can lose him. If you expect him to move. <laughs> hope we've never been this way before lord and we need your presence right now this church this society all the people all the blood-bought people we have never been this way all the spirit-filled people we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day or next year so we need to have your presence so i pray right now in the name of jesus lead us lord by the spirit help us to be truly sons and daughters of the most high god we are be we're going to be led by the spirit and not by the flesh ah If you have the Holy Ghost, you should pray right now in the Holy Ghost. Ask the Lord to move through your body. Ask the Lord to move through your your mouth right now in the name of Jesus. Ah. Just begin to pray until you break through your fleshly thought. Pray right now until you you break through your your, your mental thought. Lead us, Lord. Somebody say with me, come on, lead us, Lord. Lead us, Lord. We'll follow you. Lead us, Lord. Lead us, Lord. something kind of a groove I need something a little up I feel like someone can be healed right now today 
Nothing's impossible with God. Your expectation is limiting him. Don't limit the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in this house. He wants to set you free. He wants to set you free of that disease, of that thing, that affliction, those anxieties that you have. The Lord can set you free. We'll just wait on the Lord for a little bit. We got time. I'm just waiting on the people of God to lift up a praise and a prayer. Come on, Lord. Let your spirit, we, we entreat your spirit, Lord. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's not by talent or ability, but it's by your presence and about your spirit. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now. The Bible says, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If the Lord is here, there ought to be liberty in this house. To heal every affliction, to restore every broken heart, to raise up every person who is crippled and lame and hurting and wounded. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Move in the Holy Ghost today. on everybody on this side just lift up your voice everybody on the east side lift up your voice lift up your voice right now yes yes come on i need some intercessors right now that would pray just that the spirit would be here i i need some people that would pray that the spirit would be here we can't conjure this up because we got talent we don't have enough we'll always fall short we ain't got enough resources but the lord's got enough for us Yes. He's not going to use someone else. He's going to use you. So out of your mouth, with your own voice, give God praise right now. With your mouth, I praise you. I worship you. Come on, say it. Tell the Lord how good he's been to you. Thank you, Lord, for being good to me. If you feel this now, ask the Lord to move in his holy presence by his spirit. Come on, say it. I pray right now that you would move in your presence, Lord. Let the spirit of the Lord move in me. Let the spirit of the Lord move in this house. I want somebody to be pray a prayer that he would break every stronghold in the church. Every stronghold in the life of people. Oh, that's it. That's right. That's right. That's right. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Break down every wall. Break down every boundary. I pray right now. Set us free. Set us free. Set us free. 
Okay, stop, 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 stop. Pause, everybody. Wait, wait, wait for me. Wait for me. Hold on. I want you to stop praying for a moment. Just wait. I don't feel like working this. I'm not working this. I do not feel like we have freedom in the spirit yet and we're going to have freedom in the spirit if you do not want to have this it's okay i love you come back next week it's a fourth of july celebration we're going to have liberty i don't know how we're going to get liberty unless we get freedom in the spirit i believe that everyone should be set free today i believe that the holy ghost is going to move today i'm not going to try to work this or spin this up if you want this but i'm going to pray a prayer and i'm going to loose you in jesus name help me i don't have anything Lord, you know the desires of our heart. And wait. You know the word that I have said. Wait. I pray right now. You've given me this word to preach to your people. This was not from me, Lord. You told me. You said, make sure the people can see me. You said, tell the people to do what Joshua told them. Don't get ahead of me. You'll bring us where we need to be. We're going to see miracles and wonders if we'll, if we'll follow your lead. You'll sanctify us and bring us into a new land of opportunity and power. So I pray right now for every person. I pray against laziness and apathy and religious people who were saved years ago, who think they don't need to do anything today. I pray against that spirit. That's not a demonic spirit. That's a, that's a human spirit, and I pray against it. Break it down. And I pray right now for everyone who is in doubt, who has fear, who has anxiety, who's trying to think through this. I pray against that. I pray, God, that you would set us free by the authority of the Word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus. I set you free right now in Jesus' name. If you could do it on Azusa Street with Brother Seymour a hundred years ago, you can do it today. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I pray right now against every stronghold in the life of every man and every young man in this house. The world has got you bound and you are, you are struggling to raise your hands. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Let there be a cleansing and a washing in the mind and the heart of every man that stands here today so that they can reach out to you and be led of the Holy Spirit. I pray right now, every man in this house, every young man in this house, lift up your hand right now. Right now. Hear me, young men. 
Hear me. I'm watching you. Hear me. Lift up your hands right now and pray. God set me free. In the name of Jesus. I pray the blood of Jesus over your mind. Over your eyes. Over your heart. Right now in Jesus name. Set the men and the young men free in Jesus name. I pray it right now. I rebuke every foul thing. I rebuke every perversion. I want every lady to lift up their hand. Every young lady to lift up their hand. Right now, I pray against every thought that's in your mind. Every fear and every doubt. Every affliction and every concern. Every anxiety and every depression. Every oppression. I pray right now that the Holy Spirit would set you free. I set you free in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over your mind, over your heart, and over every thought. That's right. He's doing the work right now. That's right. He's doing the work right now. Keep praying. I love you. I worship you, Lord. I give you praise right now. I give you praise right now. Come on, use your voice. I give you praise right now. Yes, I pray right now. Let new life be a spirit-led church. I want to tear down every denominational font, every thought of lineage. I pray, Lord, let this be a first generation. Let this whole church become a new convert church. In Jesus' name, let it become a whole church of new converts right now. I pray that you're converted to the Spirit. Okay, look, we've got to go somewhere, but we need the Holy Ghost to go before us. So I want you to pray right now. Go before us. Someone say it. Go before us now, Lord. Holy Spirit, go before us. Whatever we do, go before us. Go before us. 
feel like Joshua today getting his people together and saying to the men and to the captains and to the chief and to the and to the leaders and saying go tell the people we're not going to get ahead of the presence of God we're going to follow behind wherever he goes that's what we're going to go whatever he says that's what we're going to do wherever he leads that's where we're going to walk in battle we are victorious God is most high oh Jesus has conquered Satan's defeated the enemy is under our feet so I will shout with a voice of triumph shout with a voice of praise shout with a voice of triumph shout with a voice of praise did the spirit tell you to do what is the spirit speaking to you about all right what does the holy ghost say today whatever he says whatever the spirit says wherever the presence goes Ha ha. Ya da ba sha ya ba ta da ba sa ta da ba. 
Come on, say it out. Yay! Hallelujah! Come on, all the people, hallelujah, it's the highest praise. Shout out hallelujah, it's the highest praise. Hallelujah is the highest praise. Oh. Ah. Formality is not going to cut it. Traditionalism is dead. We got to have the Holy Ghost. Yes, Lord. 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 Ya ba santa ya kosoto robo shata ya ba. Hey, I really don't want to be that. What's the song in all the earth? What's the song says in all the earth? In all the earth. What is that? It's a last part of a song. Yes. Let's worship the Lord right now. We need the Lord tonight. I feel like the Holy Ghost has operated in this house today. We're going to give him praise now. We're going to give him praise now. 
Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh. Unless the Lord builds the city, they that labor, labor in vain. The watchman walketh but in vain. Amen. Unless the Lord is watching. When you leave this house, I want you to go to your homes. And I want you to pray that the Holy Spirit would be in your home. When you get in your car, pray that the Holy Ghost would be in your car. When you get with your families and your friends today and tomorrow and all this week. I want you to ask yourself if the Holy Ghost has room to operate at your table. Wherever you're sitting, I want you to pray that the Spirit would lead you. Allow the Spirit to both lead and guide and give Him enough room so that He can pause if He so desires. Because if you're not going, Lord, we're not going. If you're not leading us, Lord, this church is not going anywhere. We're going to wait right here until you lead us. Mixed up. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, for your presence. We don't deserve it, but you're a good God. I give you praise and thanks, Lord Jesus. I don't want to say we're a spirit-led church, Lord, if you're not leading us. So, Lord, help us to fulfill the definition we try to put on this house, upon all the people. Be the God of this house and the God of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.